Well, guys, my name is Casey. I'm one of the uh, one of the pastors here at New City Church. Thank you all very, very much for for coming in and and really coming in and celebrating again on Sunday morning a a, a wonderful, marvelous crowd of people that get to come that uh, they get to come in and 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 celebrate God's presence, man. If we're living for the Lord Monday through Saturday and truly getting, I mean, let's, let's be honest, man. We're, we're, at, we're at war, are we not? We're in a spiritual battle. Every day of the week, we should be, if we are engaged in God's plan for, for his kingdom. That means we have, to, we have to, kingdoms have to be won, right? God does the winning, but he uses us to do the work. And so if we're getting the snot beat out of us all, all week long, man. It is a pleasure to come in and truly celebrate with other people that think like us. Amen? Man, it's so much fun. And guys, this is going to be a, a, a celebratory service and also a challenging service in a lot of ways, guys, because we have got some great things to celebrate. Number, number one thing, you know, a couple weeks ago, I, I, I set out a, a vision for the next year, what we're going to look like, what we're going to be doing. And, and one of the things we talked about this, this, uh, this, like the very first thing we talked about is that we are a, a, a really a, a generous people, right? We're full of generous people, which results in a generous church. That's the whole idea behind this whole more initiative, right? More is not about just money. More is about generosity. And guys, I had some people, some people came up to Matt last week and Gave, gave Matt, you know, talked to Matt a little bit and said, hey, how come we keep talking about money every week? We don't talk about money every week. But what we do do is that we, we every single year, we dedicate a, a, a series to this whole idea of generosity and money. And here's why. Uh, if we believe Scripture, and by the way, New City Church, I love answers when I ask questions because I'm a teacher, right? So I, I dig it. Uh, do we love the Scriptures? Yes, absolutely. So do we believe the Scriptures? Okay, so if the scriptures say that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, then we would be negligent at best and sinful at worst and frankly disobedient if we didn't talk about this and teach this from the stage, amen? We've got to understand this. We've got to understand this. Because our our whole idea, are we childlike when it comes to generosity? Are we childlike when it comes to to our money when it's really all, all God's in the first place? Because here's the thing that we want to understand, this whole idea of what more means and what more is. It's not because uh, we, we, we want to just get more stuff. It's because my, my buddy Mike Grubbs here said, if you have a word for God, name one word for God what it is. And you can name things like he's, he's, he's love, he's perfect, he's faithful, he's providing, he's all that kind of stuff. Mike Grubbs came up with one of the most amazing words to describe God, and it's more. If you think he's faithful, he's more faithful. If you think he provides, he's more of a provider. If you think he loves, he loves more. We can't out, we can't be out anything. We can't do anything better than God can do. He's more than any, anything we can imagine. Isn't that cool? So this whole idea of more, he's more generous. He's more faithful. He's more everything. And guys, as a result, he has given us in this church, this church here in Edgerton, Kansas, which is, I mean, on, man, guys, there are, we're on the cusp of some amazing, incredible things over the next year. The first thing we said we were going to do, and we're going to continue to hammer this out over the, over the next few weeks, is that by the end of this month, we'll be financially self-sufficient as a church. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what, though? Guess what, though? Here's the deal, all right? Here, here's the thing. I, I want you to put this in perspective. Uh, you know the guy coming, Melvin Cole, who's going to be coming here in, uh, uh, in a couple weeks? He's, uh, he's the pastor that I'm exchanging with uh, from New Hope, uh, Hope Faith Ministries and Casey Mo. They have a tremendous, they're a little bit different dynamic. They have a tremendous homeless population and that kind of thing. So a little bit more of a ministry. But they have been in operation over, over three years. And he goes, they still are struggling to become self-sufficient. Three years. Uh, we understand something that, that God has blessed us immensely. That we are able now to, if you will, be able to pay the bills. Now, Pete and, and Audra and myself and, and Zach and the pastors here that, that, that are in here, we're all, we're all bivocational. I have my own business and things like that. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, Audra's a stay-at-home mom. Um, you know, Adam is he's a manager for Aaron. Is it Aaron's? I want to make sure it's not Renna Center. It's Aaron's, I think. Uh, Zach works at Walmart. Pete works at Ace Hardware. I mean, we, we're all like, like doing that. But at the same time, we're, we're like paying the bills, right? But here's my question to us. Is that enough? I'm not saying, is that enough money? I'm saying, is that what we want to do? Is that what you think God has called us to be, is an organization that can simply pay its bills? Do you think that's the case? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. See, God is a big God. He's more than we can ever think of. And so what we want to do is we want to you know, find out what God is blessing and go do that and be able to do that. And so what we want to do is be a generous church that will love, show compassion for, and, and disciple our community so we can be financially stable and everything and do nothing else right we see churches all over the country that basically do that very same thing they do nothing outside the walls except they run an organization and pay the bills it's really a silly thing that's not a church or that's not the church it's a church let me ask you new city church are we the church are we a church we're the church amen to that man i love this I love this. And we're going to continue doing those kinds of things. And we have developed an amazing reputation in our community for doing some of the things that we're going to, we're going to talk about. I'm going to invite Charlie Troutner up here, and he's going to give a, give a few minutes of, of, of encouragement to you guys about what's going on and what we've, what we've done in the city. Now, Charlie Troutner is a lifelong Edgerton resident. He's on the city council. He's a, a president of the Historical Society. He is an all-around just cool dude, right? museum curator i mean he does all this kind of stuff right and he was the first person to get baptized here at new city church and he wants to come up and just give a a few minutes of of what we new city church have meant to the city of edgerton and i appreciate you doing this dude hey buddy thank you man (coughs) thank you brother I think the mayor will agree with me that we cannot even begin to describe and thank this church and describe everything they've done for the community of Edgerton. Mayor Roberts, as such as, and myself, as Casey mentioned, are both born and raised, lived here all our lives, so Edgerton means the world to both of us. And I know the mayor will agree with me that we just can't thank this church enough. Casey just touched on it. It's not, it's not a church, it's the church. Here in Edgerton, you know, some churches, they have their Sunday services. They, they go wonderful. That's awesome. This church here in Edgerton, 
New City Church has done so much in just a few months for our community, the community I love with all my heart. If you know me, you know how much I love yep. Edgerton. Yep. And I only want to see what's best for Edgerton. And I just briefly, I, I was making this list up. I asked Casey, I said, should I mention some of the specific projects that New City Edgerton has done for the community of Edgerton? He said, sure, absolutely. This church, now just keep in mind, only a few months, right, Casey? Right. Less than a year. Yeah. Uh, they helped with Frontier Days in 2014, providing volunteers. They've done landscaping around Edgerton, at the museum, at Martin Creek Park, at the post office. They've done painting around Edgerton, painted some buildings. They fixed the floor. They helped fix the floor at Brick House Fitness just a couple weeks ago. Mm. Uh, and Casey was telling me this is really in bad shape. And they fixed that up. And Kevin Waltkamp's got a wonderful business going. And I know he appreciates their help. Uh, they helped at the Edgerton Elementary School Carnival just a couple weeks ago. Casey had told you the story of he ran every booth, I think, for a few minutes. <laughs> Uh, and him and several members of the church are just awesome help, and I, the school told me how much they appreciated that. Uh, New City Church has helped people move. They've helped box stuff. They've helped move them to another house. They've mowed yards for people. Uh, they held a dinner for Helen Ballard's family mm. after she lost her husband, Jamie. So, I'm, and they hosted Pagan Matters. He had some events up here. They hosted some events for Edgerton Parks and Recreation events. This is just the tip of the iceberg, what this church has done for this community. And and Casey and everyone here at New City, I know Mayor Roberts and I, we thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for what you've done for Edgerton. Yeah. Well, thank, thank, you you thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And now I, I just want to, on a personal note, as Casey mentioned, I was the first one baptized here. October 19th, 2014. Right on. And uh, as the, the, the impact the church has had on the community, it's had just as big an impact on me personally. Uh, a lot of you know me. You've known me a long time. Uh, I was nervous about being baptized. I was definitely wanted to do it. But I just a little nervous, a little scared. How would I feel? Uh, when they brought me up out of the water, first of all, I was hoping they'd bring me up out of the water. He kept squirming. We're, and they're still getting we got witnesses out there. Ring out of the <laughs> so I was nervous. I was, <laughs> I was just nervous, and, but I was excited. I was excited for, for what it was going to mean. And so when they lifted me up out of the water, I had this feeling like 10,000 pounds had been lifted off my shoulders. Uh, and I think it's, it's made me, this church and being baptized has helped make me a stronger person, a better person, I like to think, a more confident person. Uh, a lot of you that know me, I, I sometimes trouble with low self-esteem, and I think that's helped. So it's just helped me so much. And again, on a personal level, I want to thank the New City Church Edgerton. You have changed this community's life and my life. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Love you, buddy. Love you. Love you very much. Thank you so much, man. You know, May, would you say Charlie's got a little swag now? Is that cool? Is that, is that safe to say? All right, that'll work. That'll work. Oh, man, that's awesome. That is awesome. Guys, this is what we do. This is who we are. You know, and I told you this is going to be a very encouraging, encouraging message. 
you know, but it's also going to be a challenge to us. You know, we had a we had a little bit of a tough weekend. And I'll tell you a little bit about a, a personal experience that we've had because that's yet that's what we've done, and kind of what we talked about is that what we want to just rest on. Yesterday's home runs are where God is taking us. See, here's the thing: this this past weekend we had a couple of serve opportunities as well, and as many things as we've done, as many things that have happened. And we, and I think Zach's probably right. I may have announced it wrongly last week or something. I don't know. Don't really know. We had no one show up, and we've made some promises to some folks. And so, and this this is not said out of anger or anything like that. But here's the here's the thing: Are we a church that is going to take a reputation and just rest, rest on our laurels, rest on? I'm not saying not to rest and be be proud of who we are. But when I went to the poor widow's home this past week and she said i thought there were going to be some people from your church i was like uh well you know things happen and we got it kind of mixed around had to make some changes and that kind of thing we got it done richard came and rescued me i appreciate that we got it done and the, the stuff was done but but ultimately we don't serve just to get things done we serve so that we can make disciples we serve so we can serve alongside people that we want to do life with, and we want to want to see who God puts in our path and who, who God puts in our, our way. We don't just put mulch down. We don't just paint stuff. We don't just serve in different areas. We don't just fix a, a widow's, a shut-in widow's uh, GFI outlets and fix a toilet. We don't just do that. We do those things so that we can make disciples and walk beside those who make disciples at, at, with us so that God will be glorified, amen? That's why we do what we do. And so this is not this is a challenge to us. It's like, guys, who are we? Are we a church that used to do? Are we a church that is going to do more and more and more what God tells us to do? I, I, I challenge us that we have to be the church that God says to go and serve and love and disciple our community. Because the greatest of commandments are to love the Lord your God with everything you have and love your neighbor as as yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments. Jesus said that everything, all the law and all the prophets hang on those two commands. Amen? Wow. And so if everything hangs on loving God and loving other people, guys, we can never just rest on who we are. We celebrate on Sunday mornings, but Monday through Saturday, guys, and the rest of the week, we are, we are at war. We're at battle for the, for the very souls and the very lives of the people that God has created and that's who we are and we will never stop doing that we will never stop doing that that's one of the coolest things that you had mentioned too that this past week was you know a couple weeks ago we went and served at the Edgerton Elementary at the PTO Carnival man it was one of the most fun things we had ever we had done I because I've been praying I was like God every time I go and give a, a plate of cookies to the to the to the school I feel like there's this disconnect there like a Okay, I don't know why you're doing this, but thanks, you know, so I, so I, so I kind of backed off a little bit. And then all of a sudden, they, they asked us to, to help volunteer. They needed some help, and we did. And, and we had, a bunch of us came out and went, and we were like, oh, man, you know, we got to connect with people in the community and that kind of thing. And I got to tell you this one story about this one girl who I connected with. I just think she is awesome. And if I could remember her name, I, I want to, like, give her, like, a, a plaque or something because she is, like, brilliant. So I, I'm, I'm playing this game, right, or I'm, I'm – I'm hosting this game, I guess, and, and when it's, a, it's one of those ring toss games. you got two-liter bottles, and you throw it on the ring toss, right? you got, like, a bunch of two-liter bottles right here. 
And so you, you stand behind the line, you, you throw it, and if you, if you get, a, get a, a ring around one of the two-liter bottles, you get to get a prize or a two liter, another two-liter bottle or something like that. And so this girl comes up to me, and, and by the way, it's like I was sore for like a week because you got to keep bending down and bending. So like a thousand times I was doing squats, right? Wickwood bitch was like, yeah, pump it, boy. Um, am I right? So <laughs> feel the burn, baby. So, so, she's throwing, so we're throwing this stuff, and she comes up to me. She goes, okay. She goes, what's the rule? I said, well, you just got to stand behind this line. She goes, so my feet can't cross this line. I said, that's right. Feet can't cross the line. She goes, that's the only rule. I'm like, I'm going, yeah. She goes, okay. Ah. Clink. <laughs> Girl, go get your prize. Get two, as a matter of fact. That was awesome. Nobody else. Nobody else. I don't want to see your nose crossing that bad boy. As a matter of fact, 10 feet behind the line from this point on. That was fantastic, right? Man, I love that. That's what it means. But man, you get to connect with people like that when you serve. There is no way the blessings that we get, that we get by serving other people and connecting with other people is awesome. Guys, the third challenge I gave to us a couple weeks ago was that we are going to be financially prepared. Now, if this happens, this happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But what what I'm saying is we're going to be financially prepared within the next year to go plant another church in another community. We need, I mean, there are Charlie Troutners all over this this county, all over this this area, all over the the surrounding counties. There are people that are going, we need, they don't, like, I think Charlie's even said, I wasn't sure I was missing something, but as soon as we came into the community, all of a sudden, bam, it's like a light bulb goes off. It's like, I found what I needed. Guys, there are tons of people like that all around us, and we're going to be prepared to to do the part of that. Is that cool or what? I mean, that is amazing. Yes. It's an amazing thing. See, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to get into what we call, what Matt Miller calls LSD, long, stupid debt, right? We're not going to do that. We need, yeah, do we need a parking lot? Yeah, we're going to get a parking lot. We'll get that. We're going to figure out somebody that will be able to do it really, really, really free. <coughs> and, um, and that'll be figured out, no problem. But this whole idea, guys, of, of what we're, you know, we, do we need a roof? Yeah, maybe somebody will do it really, really free too. We'll figure it out. But ultimately, our, our job is to do and, and, and promote and, and, and take God's kingdom on his behalf as he leads us to do that. So more is not about just money. More is about generosity. More is about a generous church become, coming out of a generous people. Because here's the thing. You will either use your money for worship or you will worship your money. So my question is, uh, New City Church, is, is Jesus the Lord of your life? You know, I love answers, right? I didn't hear no answers. That scares me. Is Jesus Lord of your life? Yes. Because if he is the Lord of our life, we need to figure something out. What impresses Jesus? What impresses him? See, because Mark 12 and 13 are very compelling stances on and and really just just an account of what happens when jesus is really really impressed because here's what jesus is doing i mean let's set the scene of what's going on in mark 12 and 13 he is teaching in the temple 
right? And he's teaching these incredible, deep theological concepts of, what's, of what, what we're supposed to believe and what we're supposed to understand about God. He's talking about marriage in heaven, about paying taxes. He's talking about the greatest commandment. He's talking about the destruction of the temple, who the Messiah is, when the Son of Man is going to be coming back, the persecution of the disciples, signs of the ends of the age, man, like deep, crazy, hard stuff that, that, that people are sitting at his feet like, wow, man, that's incredible. And something makes him pause in the middle of all that great and amazing teaching that everybody pays gazillion dollars for for, for education in, in that day and now to, today as well, right? We have all kinds of seminary degrees. People take out loans to, to, to learn some of the stuff that he's teaching. Deep theological concepts, and he stops in the middle of all those. And in Mark 12, 38 through 44, he says this. In his teaching, Jesus also said, watch out for the experts in the law. They like walking around in long robes and elaborate greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' property and as a show make long prayers. These men will receive a more severe punishment. And guys, I know there are people that are coming in here and say, oh man, you're talking about money. I knew it, you're a visitor. You're like, oh man, you start talking about this kind of stuff. And I know church is all about just nothing but money grubbing, uh, greedy people and going to line their own pockets and all that kind of I knew it, man, I knew it. But you know, if we could help people understand who Jesus is, Jesus would probably agree with the, with the, the problem that you have with some of the churches that you've been involved in. Jesus would probably say the very same thing. As a matter of fact, if we could introduce people to Jesus, not our denomination Jesus, not our tradition Jesus, not our cultural Jesus, but the Jesus of the Scriptures, we would realize, you know what, me and Jesus actually agree on this. Wouldn't we? Wouldn't it be cool for us to be able to actually introduce people to Jesus? That's why we serve. So we could show them who he really is, not who everybody thinks he is, some condemning, greedy, money-hungry philosopher. That's not who he is. So here's Jesus saying, watch out for them cats, man. And you coming into this church, say, I got to watch out for these cats. I'm like, oh man, Jesus actually feels like I do. Isn't that cool? Listen what happens next. Then he sat down the opposite, opposite the offering box and watched the crowds putting coins into it. I'm set the stage here a little bit. We got to you know, this is not like a real regular box like you put in an offering. This is like a big metal trumpet that was really loud. So you would put coins into this trumpet, and it was like, you ever, you ever put coins into the machine at the bank, you know, and it changes your coins for you? And it's like, ooh, man, people are like, ooh, we got a lot of change in there. Well, here's what would happen. They would publicly come in and just dump money into it, right? So the more money went into it, that's how people would know that, man, that person gave a whole bunch, right? They didn't have paper coins, couldn't, throw, couldn't make it rain in there, right? Just... So he got this loud, and they'd walk around in their long robes and elaborate clothes, and they go, would you see what I just put in there, right? And everybody's like, wow, look at all the money. Guess we're going to be able to get all this new stuff in the temple, and we're going to be able to do this kind of stuff. This is great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, it's so wonderful, right? It's kind of like somebody coming in and saying, hey, I got a $1,000 check I'm going to put in the bucket, right? Everybody look, I got $1,000 right here. Just want to let everybody know, coming for me, pop. Verse 42, or verse 41, many rich people were throwing in large amounts. (coughs) 
And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins worth less than a penny. So you've got all this whoosh, whoosh, right? Just loud, loud, loud. And you've got a poor widow. Tap, tap. See that difference? He called his disciples and he said to them, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put in more into the offering box than all the others. For they all gave out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in what she had to live on. Everything she had. Understand this, man. Jesus is teaching Deep concepts of God. And in the middle of teaching about the greatest commandment, in the middle of teaching about the coming of the Son of Man, in the middle of teaching about the destruction of the temple, in the middle of teaching about the signs of the end of the age and the persecution of the disciples and the, and, and the coming back of, of, of the Son of Man, in the middle of all that, something made him go, hey, fellas, we got something really important I need to show you. Disciples, gather around. Look at her. Look. That's what I'm talking about. That's gangsta, baby, right there, fellas. Look. Insignificant amount of money, but it was a matter of her heart. He said she put in more than any of all those other people. That's what I mean, guys. Now, disperse. I got to do some more teaching. That was important enough. If it's important for us, or if it's important for Jesus to be teaching about giving, and for him to stop all that heavy talk and say, guys, that's what I mean. That's the heart I'm looking for, guys. Right? It's an incredible thing. If it's important to Jesus, it's important to us. See, because the more unlikely the giver the more impressive the gift. Because giving is an act of worship. It's not an act of just outward obedience or anything like that. Because we can impress the Joneses or we can impress Jesus, but we cannot do both. Generosity is not a matter of activity, but it is a matter of the heart. Paul wrote to a jacked up church in the Corinthian church, the Second Corinthians 9 6 through 10, he said, the, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Each one of you should give just as he has decided where? In his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. Well, I guess I got to give. You know, pastor's talking about money. I gotta, you know. No. So not out of compulsion, but because God loves a what? You say this new city. A cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you so that because you have enough of everything in every way at all times, you will overflow in every good work. Just as it is written, he has scattered widely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness remains forever and we will get into his rhythm. Now God who provides seed for the sower and bread for the food will provide and multiply your supply of seed and will cause the harvest of your righteousness to grow. See, we got to know this about generosity. Everything belongs to God, including our money. Isn't it cool that if you are a 
quote-unquote tither like Matt talked about, that God actually gives you 100%, lets you keep 90%. He deserves 100%. He lets you keep 90%, and, and, and you get to do with it what you will. That's incredible. Thank you, God. You're generous, right? It's all his. He allows us to keep, use, and enjoy almost all of it. Guys, I'm going to finish with Philippians. Church that uh, man, Paul seems to really love. Seems to really love their generosity. And in Philippians 4, verse 10 through 20, he says this. He said, I have great joy in the Lord now, because now, at last, you have again expressed your concern for me. Now, I, I, I know you were concerned before, but had no opportunity to do anything. I'm not saying this because I am in need. For I have, what? Learned to be content. It means he didn't know how to be content before. It's something that doesn't come naturally for us. We're always wanting more. It's always not good enough. It's always this. It's always that. Right? Whatever, God has, whatever lot God has given us in my life, in our life, it doesn't matter. He says, I have learned to be content in any circumstances. For I have experienced times of need and times of abundance. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of contentment. Whether I go satisfied or hungry, have plenty or nothing. One of the most abused verses is coming right up. It is totally taken out of context for most people. But he says, I'm able to do all things through through the one who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you did well to share with me in my trouble. New City, are we learning to be a generous people in spite of what our bank account says, in spite of our socioeconomic status, in spite of our lot in life? Have we learned to be content and learned to be generous and learned to be still loving God with everything we have, still loving our neighbor as ourselves, regardless of our circumstances? See, because we can learn to be pretty content when things are going good and the bills are paid and that kind of thing. But can we be content with less? Can we be content with sacrifice? See, as you Philippians know, verse 15, at the beginning of my gospel ministry, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in this matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica, on more than one occasion, you sent something for my need. I do not say this because I am seeking a gift. Rather, I seek the credit that abounds to your account. I have received, for I have received everything, and I have plenty. I have all I need because I received from Epaphroditus, I think is what it says, what you sent. A fragrant offering an acceptable sacrifice, very pleasing to God. And my God will supply your every need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. May glory be given to God, our Father, forever and ever. New City Church, say the last word. Amen. See, we don't give New City out of a sense of duty. We don't give out of, an, out of an identity rooted in mere obedience. That we got to act like a Christian, so I guess I got to do this. And I guess we don't give because we are trying to hit a 10% mark or a 15% mark or a 5% mark. 
we give and we're generous and we serve and we love and we think of others as ourself because our identity is in Christ who gave us absolutely everything. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you so much for today. This has been an amazing morning and a morning that a lot of us needed, Father. The excitement in the room and the, you know, the, the spirit that you have given us here is, is, man, we just can't thank you enough. The energy here is your energy. Father, as the ushers come forward, we pray for your wisdom in, in knowing what to do with the funds that you've provided. Here's the thing, Lord. This church in three and a half months, your church, excuse me, has done some incredible things. Lord, there's a tendency for us to, not that we shouldn't rest appropriately, but, but also rest on our laurels. And bank on our reputation. And think that, yep, that's who we are. We're good, we're good, Lord. We need to be constantly looking to you what we're about it is not about our reputation it is about you and it is about your risen son Jesus Christ and Father as we take these tithes and these offerings may you guide us in how to spend this money and how we can serve and love the community and disciple our community and expand your kingdom as you allow May we be constantly and totally obedient to you. It's in your son's precious, amazing, providing, and always more name. All New City Church said, Amen.